sunshine. Come on, sunshine. What's so good about it? It's National Pancake Day. Pancakes. I love some pancakes. Pancakes, please. Pancakes. A lot of pancakes. Today is National Pancake Day. Pancakes! What a great excuse to have some pancakes this morning. Extra butter, syrup, we won't judge you. Mmm, pancakes. It's a good day to go out for breakfast. It's showtime. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a great long weekend. We should do a little recap here, actually. Kat, I saw you posting some really nice pictures of your girls for Valentine's Day. You you made this about the kids this year? Yeah, I kind of, you know, we've said it before. I won't go into, you know, too much into, into Valentine's Day, but it's not really, It's we have our days, my husband and I, and that's just not one of our days where we always feel a pressure to do anything. So we don't do too much for each other. But um, now that we have kids, we kind of do make it just a, a, a love day. So when the kids woke up, there were 30 balloons that I had blew up the, the previous night. And that was fun um, all over the house. And I put streamers on their door and streamers on the playroom. And they got a couple of new toys and they just got a right spoiled, just right spoiled. And then we made some cookies. We did porch drops to uh, some family uh, for said cookies and some valentines were handed out and you know what it was a fun day it was it was fun to kind of make something of an otherwise like locked down state kind of you know that we're in it was kind of fun to just have a little bit of uh, fun with it that is the single easiest way for me to get high these days trying to blow up 30 balloons oh don't Ooh. i don't recommend i do not recommend <laughs> do not I'm recommend you did it yeah <laughs> Uh, I had a weird Valentine's Day. I woke up Sunday morning and I knew that this was going on because Starbucks was kind enough to send me the press release on it. They were offering 50% off. Send your Valentine a nice hot beverage and maybe breakfast on the big day. So I woke up, opened up my Uber Eats app, and I sent my girlfriend um, a praline. I think it was praline latte. Something like that. It was nutty. Praline latte and the spinach and egg wrap and some some heart-shaped cookies and the whole nine yards. It was great. Press send. And I was just waiting for that notification to say, hey, your order has been delivered. So I could tell her, go check the front door. It was the weirdest fucking thing, Kat. I was looking at my app. Delivery, delivery, delivery. Okay, great. They're there. Then I heard my doorbell go. And I thought, you got to be fucking kidding. Did I send it to my place instead of hers? No, (laughs) no. No way. So I went and opened up the front door. Sure enough, there was Starbucks sitting right there on the porch. Fuck. And I was racking my brain trying to figure out, what did I do wrong? Like, I was careful. I paid attention. I used her address, not mine. This is fucked. Maybe Uber screwed up. Then I realized this isn't even what I ordered. So as I put two and two together, my phone went off again. She said, hey, check your front door. Wouldn't you know that as I was sending her Starbucks, she was sending it to me as well? You guys must have got the same promo code email. I think so. (laughs) But we sent it at the exact same time. The courier arrived at her place as her courier arrived at my place. Perfect. Wow. Share the same brain sometimes, I think. That's messed up. Uh, anyway, here's hoping everybody had a good Valentine's Day. One person in the States in particular did not. This is what one woman did to mark the big day. And she posted this online. People are watching the video like crazy, talking about how clever it is, but also how I'm going to call it passive aggressive, to be perfectly honest with you. For Valentine's Day, she decided to print off a bunch of photos for her guy. 
So the guy got this box, opened it up. It was just pictures of random girls. What the girlfriend did was print off pictures of all the girls whose posts he's been liking on Instagram, put them all on popsicle sticks so she can or he can do some sort of a weird like fucking puppet show or something. (laughs) That was her idea. Wow. For Valentine's Day. Wow. Wow. Is that clever Um, or is that just plain weird? I think you nailed it with the passive aggressive. But, okay, so, but let's dive deeper into this. Do we know, by the way, what happened after that? Was that her way of breaking up with him? Like, I just can't handle you doing that? Or are they still together from what we can tell? You know, I can't tell if they're still together or not because the video kind of ends that she put up on TikTok here. Uh, I I don't know how he took it. I, I don't know what kind of conversation happened after that. How do you rebound from that? Like, now you've got to have that conversation. So, who are all the girls on Instagram whose posts you're liking? That's kind of fucked up, right? He probably did not wake up on Sunday thinking that's how Valentine's Day was going to go. It's so it's so awkward because you're, I mean, it's one thing to be in a relationship and kind of in on the joke of like, oh, you liked this per- like these people's uh, posts, right? And 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 you can track that kind of thing if you want to. Uh, Twitter has likes. You can follow other people's likes, or I guess on Instagram, it used to be easier. By the way, it used to be much easier to creep what people like on Instagram. I think it's a little bit harder now. It is now. Yeah, right? you used to be able to just click activity, and you could yeah. see the activity of everybody yeah. you were following. That I'm glad they got rid of that because that was Me a bit too. much. Yeah, that was a bit much. But so there's there's couples that are in on the joke. Like I know, you know, some friends will tease the other person like, oh, God, he likes this person and that person. And it's a celebrity, maybe a little bit different when it's randos that they don't actually know or if it's like friends of them, of that person. But when you're in on the joke, OK, maybe it's one thing. But I'm not sure if, if he's he, they are in on this joke together because it seems like this is her way of being like, how do you think I feel? When I see that you like all of these, you know, I assume half naked girls or whatever. How do you think that makes me feel? Do you think that's what it was? Like a reflection of yourself? Like take a look at what you do and how you make me feel. I guess. I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Is there anything wrong with clicking photos? I mean, it's innocent. If he had clicked a photo of, let's say, uh, I don't know, Jessica Alba. I don't think anyone would care about that because she's a celebrity and very unattainable. Or is that a problem, too? No, I mean, we're talking about someone who has been able to this person has captured a box full of these images. And I didn't actually see it. So I'm not sure how many of them. But let's say there were in the hundreds. Let's say there was like 100, 150 recently liked. If they're all females, whether they're Instagram stars or celebrities, that's going to make your partner probably insecure. And they might not want to admit it to you. But you're damn right they're going to be insecure. You're telling me if you didn't look on your girlfriend's history, right? Um, not to make it about you because you're not really saying that it that it's okay. But, you know, put yourself in that position of you look on your partner's Instagram and all they like. You know, there's the people that like everything. But sure. all they like is is photos of, you know, half naked men or women, whatever it is. How would that make you feel? You know? So... Yeah, I mean, that would make me feel insecure if I if I saw that. So I think this might be her way of saying, you know, open your eyes. Like, 
what are you doing? You look like a creeper and you're supposed to be with me. Like, appreciate what you have. But to answer your question, I don't think there's anything wrong with liking posts like that. But if that's all you're liking, and there's a lot of those creepy, gross guys, okay? I'll just throw it out there. I know it for a fact. And I wonder, who's on the other side of that relationship with you? Because I see here that you're married with kids or whatever. Like, and you're sending comments that are fucking nasty. Just downright nasty. Because it's one thing to like things. Some people post comments, too. And I'm not sure about this particular dude. But I always wonder, like, how does that person put up with that? Or do they even know? Yeah, I don't know if they know. Maybe this guy thought he was doing something covert. Or maybe he didn't think there was anything wrong with it at all. Uh, Let's be honest. There's no shortage of people out there who think that it's okay to look as long as you don't touch. And Instagram... People that you don't actually know, just models out there who have all, for whatever fucking reason, got millions of followers by putting up pictures of their butt and their cleavage. Uh, There's a lot of guys who follow it. And maybe they think that that's okay because they're never going to meet that person. They're just looking. Mm -hmm. That's entirely possible, what he thought. She apparently did not feel the same way. So what would have been wrong with her just going to him, not on Valentine's Day, not after you sat and took the time to print off pictures of every single one of these fucking women? Why can't you just go to him and say, hey, I noticed uh, that you've liked a couple of posts here that seem a little suspect. Could you fill me in or enlighten me on what your thought process is here? Why can't they just have that conversation? Yeah, they can. Absolutely. And I I do agree with you. That's a conversation that you need to have because if it is making you feel bad about yourself and feel insecure, and I assume that might be the case. I'm just assuming. But have that conversation. Say, when I see that you're doing this and I know that I don't look a certain way, I don't have you know, whatever, uh, boobs like this. I don't have this fake lips that you seem to like or whatever they're liking, right? That makes me feel so insecure. So can you like, exactly like you said, enlighten me on what that's all about? Like, are you saving these for your spank bank? Is it, is it about that? Are you interested in looking at other girls? What, what is it? I'm, I would be curious to know that too. Hmm. There has to be something there for you to instinctively try and go and find out who your partner is liking on social media, though, right? Like, that's not just a coincidence. She would have to be following the same people to even notice that her boyfriend liked that photo. Yeah, and that's why I'm, I'm, I'm curious about that, too, because like I said, it was much easier to to figure that activity out before they they made the changes that they made on Instagram. Um, but on Twitter, you can still see people's likes and on other platforms. So maybe something tipped her off to, hey, you're only liking this or maybe she ended up in his account. I'm not sure if there's a way that you can find out what you've liked when you're in the account, but or you could probably just tell based on who they follow. We should do an update here on Gorilla Glue Girl. Not only is she taking some of that insane amount of money that she got from her GoFundMe and donating it to charity, about 20 grand worth, she's now also hired an agent. She'll be represented in that if you would like to, I don't know, hire the Gorilla Glue Girl to come and and speak at your fucking bachelor party. Who the fuck (laughs) wants to hear her speak, though? That's Nobody. So stupid. Have you ever had a cowlick that wouldn't lay straight? Well, check out what happened to my sister's roommate. Old girl was all out of Garnier Fructiso. Instead, she used a heavy-duty spray adhesive. It wouldn't wash out and it wouldn't come loose. Now her head looks like it's damn near bulletproof. I don't mean to laugh or come off as hateful, but the warning on the bottle was clearly labeled. Glue, in case you can't read. Don't put it on your skin. You don't put it on your skin. Gorilla glue. 
What does she need an agent for? Nobody's going to, like, cast her in a movie or something because she's the one who put fucking Gorilla Glue in her hair. No, this is going to be, like, this is basically just a message out to, like, Dr. Phil or some shit. Like, that's it. That's all. At best, you're going to get a Dr. Phil type. At best. No one's spending fucking money on that, right? Tell me I'm tell me I'm right or otherwise, like, I, I fucking give up. <sighs> I hear you, Kat. I do. We got a lot of snow overnight. In fact, most of North America got a lot of snow, and it is still coming down as we do today's After 9 podcast. I'm watching my neighbor try and clear his driveway, and, you know, something occurred to me, and I think we've just got to be honest with ourselves, guys. I think we do. If you're fortunate enough to have a driveway to clear, meaning you live in a a house or a townhouse, you got to shovel the drive. These little fucking electrical pushy jobs just don't do it. Sometimes they call them electric shovels. Sometimes it's like a mini snow thrower. They don't fucking work. They never work. Guy across the street from me has got a full-blown snowblower. Boom. Done his driveway in 10 minutes. Nice. And then a couple doors down, one of the guys that's got what I have, one of those cheaper push, pull the handle like a lawnmower, but it goes on the snow. They don't fucking work. I'm going to have to go out and shovel that shit later. And it's funny. All it does is really push it into a pile. You still got to shovel it afterwards. It's a major pain in the ass. Yeah. And then the plow's going to come by and put all that shit at the end of the driveway. I got to find – maybe they should tell you this when when you're considering buying a home. Maybe they should promote, hey, this home is in an area – where they have that neat little blade on the back of the snowplow that cleans the shit at your at the end of your driveway. That would be valuable information. Sure. Imagine buying a house and not even knowing that it's in one of those areas where they clear the stuff from the end of the drive. Yeah. Do they do that in your area? That I do not have that in my area, but I will I say either. the plows got, come very quick, come very quick to my street, which is amazing. Like I, I have no complaints there. But yeah, I've heard of that before. Um, yeah, I've heard of that being cleaned. That sound, sounds freaking amazing. And yeah, you're right. It should be listed. Absolutely. I was out there like an asshole at four o'clock in the morning. You're Me- an asshole. <laughs> I, was, I was a Canadian <laughs> asshole. One of those people. I mean, whatever. It's winter in Canada. Eh? Like, what are you going to do? But I was out there. Snow. The plow had just come. Like I said, I, our street gets plowed pretty quickly. And sure enough, 430 in the morning, actually earlier than that, the plow had come by as I'm shoveling, like I'm almost out, right? I'm almost taking myself out of my driveway and it's really deep. And I wanted to make sure the whole driveway was as cleared as possible so that I don't have to worry about it too much when I come home. I got the kids and it's it's too much. So, okay, I'll do it at four o'clock in the morning. The plow comes by right at the end of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right when I'm about to leave. Like, I'm good to go. No. And I am so sore from that. But uh, I, <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that about the snowplow. Uh, we were thinking about getting a snowblower, so you're saying those are no fucking good is what you're saying. Not those shitty push ones. Yeah. Okay. Hey, it's only 130 bucks. Let's get it. Yeah. You might as well take the 130 bucks and just yeah. light fire to it. Yeah. If you're going to get a snowblower, get a snowblower. Get a those little one. electric jobbies just don't cut it. Yeah. See, cause, and we had one that broke. So, I mean, fair. They, we tried We tried with one of those and we thought, should we get one again? Okay. Well, fuck that. <laughs> don't even bother. Like I said, I'm watching my neighbor and he's just breaking his back well the guy who has an actual snowblower is just tooting along good for him okay here's a pop quiz for you 
on average, there are 129 and a half million of these every single day in America alone. 129 and a half million every day. What do you think it is? Uh. Uh, there are that many a day. So the way you're wording it makes me think it could be, uh, it's not something being made. Nope. Well, kind of. Oh. Scam phone calls. Oh, fucking. They're getting so bad, Scott. Really bad. Like, and I feel like it goes in waves. I'll get like none for a couple of weeks and it's all good. Then I'll have it the same fucking time every single day. I don't know about you guys, but I get it like the same time every single day, sometimes twice, three times a day at the exact same time. Four o'clock hits. It's like, boom, then 430, then five different numbers. Fuck off. Like, stop. Stop doing that. Well, I don't understand why this hasn't become a little bit more of a priority. When you hear the stories, and unfortunately, it always seems to be seniors and new Canadians that get scammed by this shit. A call from the Canada Revenue Agency. Oh, you got to send us fucking Bitcoin right now or you're going to jail. We've got a car outside your home ready to bust you. It's all a scam, but sometimes people fall for this shit. Sometimes people actually believe, for whatever reason, that you can pay off some alleged RC, or, uh, CRA debt with a Best Buy gift card. Uh, newsflash, you can't, and the CRA will never ask you to send them a fucking gift card for Amazon. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. But they scam so many people, they and do. now they've added it up. 129.5 million of those calls in America alone Every day. That's 1500 a second. Wow. So, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, so even if you assume that the 1% of them, you know, get, get duped, if you will, that's yep. going to be a decent amount of money or gift cards or whatever they're asking for. And that's why these guys are still in business because people are falling for it. But here is the unintended consequence of all this. Because of that, regular run-of-the-mill legitimate businesses will use, uh, let's say, the banks or the cell phone companies or your cable company. They're fucked because now 94% of people say they will not answer a phone call from an unknown mm -hmm. number. Mm -hmm. That's up from 72% just a year ago. It went from 72% to 94%. How do these scammers mask their number? How does uh, that duct cleaning company make it seem like the Royal Bank is calling or TD? There has to be somebody in some police force somewhere that's looking out for this shit because way too many people yeah. are getting fucked. Yeah. I, it's, it's, it's outrageous. For me, I, I don't see any names ever appear on these scammy kind of calls. It's always just a phone number, and that's mm -hmm. when I'm like, nope, not picking it up. Because if I know you, I have your name and your number saved in my phone. And if I don't know you, tough shit. Leave me a message if it is a legitimate call. And let's say it's someone whose number I just lost or, I don't know, a store. Yeah, I don't know. Fine, leave me a message, and I'll get back to you. I mean, back in the day, you didn't have that option, I suppose. Everybody was just calling and you just picked up the phone that's what you did but if you're a legitimate business yeah it's harder to do that you have to find other ways though to be fair you got to roll with the t roll with the times man people aren't answering the phone you find another way just email me that's or why, you know what no that's yeah. why there's facebook ads why do you think there's a fuck ton of facebook ads and 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 instagram ads all over your feeds all over your feeds it's because they have to find another way
I guess so. Uh, listen, we have to figure out a way to block these scammers because there's way too fucking many of them. Too many people are losing way too much for this to not be more of a priority for the police to look into. And you can't tell me there's no way to find them. I get that a lot of that CRA scam began with call centers over in, I, I think it was India. It may have been Pakistan. I, I don't remember exactly, but you're welcome to Google it. Okay, then maybe we need an international joint task force that specifically goes after these companies. There has to be a way to do it. Mm -hmm. These scams are insane. Ninety four percent of people won't answer the phone if they don't recognize the number. And I'm part of it. If it's not somebody that I actually know, Mm -hmm. I won't answer the call. And another thing, if you call me and I'm not expecting you. You better be a close friend or I'm not answering that call. Like, Kat, if you call me, if your name shows up on my phone, I'm going to answer every time because you don't phone me very often. So I would think it's fairly important or good radio gossip if you call. <laughs> yeah, shit went down. Likely, <laughs> shit went down. Pick up the right. phone. <laughs> but, I mean, if it's just a an acquaintance, a coworker, you got to text me first and give me a heads up that you're going to call or I'm not going to call. Or sorry, I'm not going to answer. I'm just not. I don't want to talk to anybody unless it's important. So uh, these big companies that still rely on making phone calls, you're going to have to figure out a new way too. maybe there's some sort of like a code authenticator. You know, when you haven't logged into your email in a couple of days and it texts a code to your phone that you have to enter. Maybe there should be something like that. Maybe when Bell Mobility has to phone you, they should give you a a warning text hey it's bell this is legit we're going to call you in a few to discuss your account number if we've got the technology to screw people we probably have the technology to do that too yeah i like that i uh fuck social media man i'm telling you we need to shut her all down forget the lockdown of people and businesses shut down social media for a month over the weekend justin trudeau sent out a tweet him and Sophie Gregoire Trudeau having a little kiss. Happy Valentine's Day, uh, Mia Moore. <laughs> uh-huh. It seems innocent he, enough. What, what was wrong with it now? People shit all over it. And, and you know what, Kat? I mean, I've seen people shit on politician posts with their significant others in the past. You may uh, Most recently, Doug Ford wishes his wife, Carla, a uh, happy anniversary, and people are all over it. Fuck you. You should be working right now and not bragging about your wife. People are just so fucking rude, even though the politician's wife or husband has nothing to do with you or anything that's going on. Mm-hmm. They didn't ask for that attention, yeah. but they're getting it and they're getting shit on. Well, now it was Trudeau's turn. So Trudeau puts out this photo and it's remarkable how many people were all over it with memes and gifts and things like that. Of They're not really together. This is a scam. He's just trying to score political points. I hate to say it, guys, but you got to move on like the personal stuff. You have to move on. Why get do you really want to be that person who shits on a picture of a man and his wife on Valentine's Day, whether you think they're together or not, whether you think that that relationship is a scam or not, it has nothing to do with you. It's between him and her. And there's a lot of reasons that people think maybe the prime minister and his wife are not enjoying wedded bliss right now. They might not even be together. It hasn't been confirmed, but that's speculated. You don't shit on the post all over social media. So it put me in the awkward position where I had to be the voice of reason and say, come on, guys, this is about him and his wife. Just move on if you don't like it. 
Then people started shitting on me. Now, again, I'm part of the left-wing media <laughs> conspiracy. Which is so funny to me, knowing you. It's just funny to me. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I've always thought that, you know, you got to leave the personal shit out. And it really used to bother me, you know, when Rob Ford, you know, was around. You might remember people used to always, always attack personally, always. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, even Donald Trump. I never, I never enjoyed any of those kind of personal attacks. Like, talk about the policy. Absolutely. And you have every right to be angry about the policy. But, like, someone's weight, someone's lack of hair, the way someone dresses... What the fuck are you wasting your time on that for? I've never understood that, too. It's a low blow to me. And this would probably be in that category for me as a low blow. Like, come up with something intelligent to have a problem with or don't say anything at all. It's so easy. I mean, the prime minister, the premier, they all put out like a, a half to a dozen tweets a day. If you want to do something political or express your opinion, not that they care. They don't even read those accounts. No. Just so you know, no. you're, you're, you're basically complaining to nobody. Yeah. But just so you know, comment on a political post about political things on a family thing, whether you think he was doing it for political points or not, have a little fucking heart. Like, I don't know if you've ever been through the end of a relationship. But it kind of seems like that's the way it's going between the prime minister and his wife. Kind of seems that way. Again, that's not confirmed. But have some humanity. Why do you have to weigh in on that? There's something going on here. Just fucking stay out of it or wish them a happy Valentine's Day and move on. That's not where you get political and start with all these conspiracy theories about him trying to score political points. And, oh, he's a fake. And don't call me a fucking left wing media. I'm as far from left wing as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. Shit. You made me defend the prime minister and that pisses me off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As of today, 27 Ontario public health units are reopening. So here's the thing. The red zone is where most of the areas in the GTA or southern Ontario are. Red meaning you can't have more than 10 people in a restaurant at a time and or at the gym. There's severe limitations, but things are open. You can go to Canadian Tire and Home Depot again. They're actually open to shop in person. No more curbside pickup. You can go to PetSmart again. Great. That's awesome. Doesn't really feel like a reopening, though. I was expecting more of like maybe it's the snow that kind of mauled it. But I was really expecting this to be a, a happy occasion. You know what? But it is? people are very reserved about this one. It's so funny you say that because I totally agree with you. And here's what I think it is: we've had this before. We quote unquote reopened Ontario before. And by the way, uh, Doug Ford stops it, calling it a reopening. He calls yeah, he won't it, call it a reopening. Yeah, he calls it a transitioning. Okay. Fine. What the problem here is, again, we've seen this before. So a lot of us are like, yay, I think. Like, variant is lingering. Third wave is being talked about. A lot of us are skeptical that we can keep it this way. And let's hope we can. I don't want to go fucking back to a lockdown. I'm over it. I'm done with it. We all are. I get it. We're burnt out. We're tired of it. We would like to be able to at least walk the malls. Even with all the restrictions in place, we'd like to be able to go inside of a restaurant and have be able to see people. We want to be able to see more than five people, which I think that's the gathering limit indoors for in most places right now. We want all of those things. But in the back of our minds, I think what it is, Scott, is that we are nervous 
that this isn't going to be the last time that we quote unquote transition or reopen. Don't want to get the hopes up. I think we don't want to get the hopes up. Yeah. We've been hurt. Right. Same as when you go into a new relationship, you're like, I'm not going to, you know, have all these high hopes because I'm not sure it's going to work out. I'm nervous because of what's happened to me in the past. Same shit. Same shit. We've been through hell. And and you know what? I would tend to agree that that it's a good day because we're reopening and businesses are going to launch. But I also do understand that skepticism because there's a couple of things at play here. Number one, we're going to finally start getting more vaccines this week. Our weekly shipment of more than 400,000 doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine is coming this week. Okay, good. We're finally getting some more vaccines. It's only going to put a small dent in the amount of people that need to be vaccinated, but at least there's some shots coming. That's good. But the land border crossing, that's the one that confuses me here, Kat. So a new rule went into effect yesterday. If you're driving to Canada from the U.S., of course, in the U.S., you can't drive to Canada from anywhere else. Sorry, that was a stupid thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) If you're driving to Canada from the U.K. From Santa's (laughs) workshop? I don't know. uh... (laughs) Sorry. Every now and again, I do something fucking dumb and it pisses me off. In any case, (laughs) you now have to, and here's the specifics, provide proof of a negative COVID-19 test within the 72 hours before you show up at the border. So if I get a test today and I get the results tomorrow, I can cross the border within 72 hours of getting my test back. Okay, that's good. Also, you could show a positive COVID test if it's at least 14 days old and no more than 90 days old. That's because we know that for at least 90 days after you've had COVID, you have some natural immunity. Okay, so negative test or proof that you've had it not even that long ago. This ramps up even more next Monday, though. The federal government is going to enlist Canada's armed forces to help screen travelers at the border. The Public Health Agency of Canada is now looking at setting up testing sites at 16 land border crossings with the U.S. with some assistance from the Canadian Armed Forces and other federal departments. The prime minister has said starting February 22nd, all non-essential travelers that arrive at the border by land will be tested before they're allowed to enter the country. So now we're getting into a weird territory. Now we're using the military to protect the world's longest unmilitarized border. Think about that for a second. The longest unprotected border in the world, the one that Canada and the U.S. shares, is now going to be protected by the Canadian military. When you come in, you have to show that negative test from within the last 72 hours. Mm-hmm. Then you go across the bridge. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Hey, you guys are wearing the CBSA uniforms. I'm back in Canada. That's great. And you have a right to come back to Canada if you're a Canadian citizen. We can't refuse you entry. But you have to get tested first. And what I'm not clear on is what if you test positive? You drive over the bridge. Maybe you're at Fort Erie. They swab your nose. Positive. Do they force you into a hotel? Are they giving you like a police escort back to your home to make sure you self-isolate? Like, that's what I don't understand. You'll likely have the same dealio as the ones that are arriving from Pearson with the with the mandatory hotel quarantine, I'd imagine. I guess that's the way they're going with it. But still, Kat, the thought of seeing armed soldiers at our border 
telling Canadians, get out of your car, stick this fucking thing up your nose, and if it comes back red, you're fucked. We're going to drive you to a government facility. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, guys. Don't get me wrong. I am all for protecting the border. But I guess what I'm wondering is, why are we getting that serious about this now? Are these variants really that much more dangerous? Mm-hmm. Did we learn something from the first wave? Or why are we, when things are starting to reopen here, getting that much more militant about the border? This is a border that's been completely undefended for a year. We've had COVID in Canada for over a year now, and we never had that at the border. Why now, almost a year later, since we closed the border, are they putting the military there and making you get a test before you can come into Canada? Yeah, I don't know. I think it might be a mix of all of the things you just mentioned. A mix of the variant and what are our other options. And it takes a long time for those things to be put into play, right? They probably talked about military for months until finally, okay, it's put into play now. Now we can do it. Now we we have all of our ducks in a row and we can make it happen. I'd imagine it's like a mix of all of those things. What's funny to me, though, is you're coming from a place where... You know, they're they're vaccinating like crazy. And then you're talking about coming into a place where we're not vaccinating like crazy and still we're going to be sticklers for it. But, yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. If you if you have a positive covid test, you know, we can't refuse you entry, I guess. So that's the only option that I can that I can think of is shove them in a hotel like everybody else has to. Hmm, That's a you know, when you consider how far we've come in a year, a year ago, we were saying if you're uh, outside the country, it's time to come home. And we were loaning people like $5,000 to get back. But then there was no consequence for not coming back. And we didn't lock down the border or anything like that. It was only just recently that we forced people into quarantine hotels. That's happening. And now at the land crossings to have the military there, that's a, that's a tough one for me. I, like I said, I'm trying to figure out if they know something we don't or if there's more to it than this. In any case, that's all I got for today. All right. Uh, Uh, Oh, we didn't talk about The Bachelor. So let me just say quickly, it was a slaughter last night. Matt sent a lot of girls home. A lot. Yeah. But the Chris Harrison thing, do you think that that he's uh, doing the right thing by taking a step back? And do you think he was told or this was his idea to do it voluntarily? That's a good question. Was he told? Was he voluntold? Um, I think that. I know ABC, I think that there was a statement, if I'm not mistaken, the statement that was issued, Warner Brothers and ABC totally had his back. Yes, they probably agreed. It's probably for the best that you do this. And when you and I talked about it last week, and I forget if we even talked about it on the podcast or not, or how how much detail we went into on the podcast, but Chris having the backlash that he had, we're talking every woman that's on this season of The Bachelor, including the one that apparently had racist tendencies, commented that they didn't like what Chris said. Well, it's not a good, well, Rachel, is it a good look in 2018 or is it not a good look in 2021? Because there's a big difference. It's not a good look ever because she's celebrating the old South. That says a lot right there because you you can't just be on Chris's side as ABC or whatever um, and say, well, yeah, but he's the host. So we got his back no matter what. You can't have his back no matter what because all of these people are speaking out that are part of this franchise too now, whether you like it or not. They don't like what he said. And... Yeah, I mean, it's probably for the best. I don't know if he'll stay out. I, I'm not sure. Let, we'll see how it goes. I think whoever fills his spot, because really at this point, it's only the after the final rose. The Women Tell All was already filmed. So when that airs, it would have already been filmed. I believe it's him there. But it's the after the final rose that they're going to have somebody else come in. If I wanted to, if I ventured a guess right now, I'd say probably going to be Wells Adams. 
But whoever it is, big shoes to fill, unless they get some kind of a weird celebrity guest host, who knows, that person might be up for the gig if Chris Harrison is out. I don't see him volunteering to leave. I think he'll say, I took the time. He'll show that, you know, his proof of research. You know what I mean? He'll say, I spoke to this person. I spoke to this community. I sat down with the leader of this group. Now I understand what I said was not okay. I didn't understand at the time it wasn't. Now I do. And I think that all could be forgiven if that's the case. And I think he'll continue on. But I mean, like I said to you last week, I'm not sure it might be the end for Chris Harrison. They might not take any chances if they feel like whatever he does from this point to the next few weeks until they announce the Bachelorette, which they will do after the finale, they need to find out whether they want to keep him or not. And I think that's going to be an ABC decision, not a Chris Harrison decision. Okay, but even Justin Timberlake is apologizing for past behavior. Yes. He's not going to get canceled. Or will he? Well, uh, interesting question. Well, he won't get dropped by his label. He, because that, how does that make them look? The, what happened with Justin Timberlake didn't happen just yesterday. What happened with Justin Timberlake and what he did to Britney Spears and to Janet Jackson... For example, the, the two people he actually, by name, apologized to over his post on Friday happened so long ago that you would look like such a fucking asshole if you were Universal or whoever he's with. It slips my mind. Sony, whatever. If you said now, oh, I'm going to cancel you because uh, everybody fucking knew what he did. Everybody knew about Britney. Everybody knew about Janet. So you actually look like a bigger dick if you try to cancel him at this point, knowing all of that. You look like you're just trying to go through the motions. So no, I don't think Justin Timberlake will be quote-unquote canceled i fucking hate that term now but i don't it's so bad i don't think that people are going to dismiss him the people who thought that way about justin timberlake to begin with probably weren't buying a lot of what he was selling anyway uh but i i don't know but a lot of people don't like that he got brought it up now why why now because of this documentary now you want to say something did you apologize to britney before this you know who who's kind of probably suffered in silence a little bit who hasn't said anything still about you bad even though you said a couple of things that probably hurt her to the public. Uh, And Janet, same thing. I'm not sure how she feels personally about him, but I'm curious to see what happens there too. Me too. And on that, we will say thank you for checking out this edition of After 9. Yesterday was National Singles Awareness Day, and we posted a special, like, half-hour edition of Missed Connections. If you didn't listen to that, feel free to go back and do it. Drive safe out there. It's fucking awful on the roads. And we will catch you right back here tomorrow with another edition of After 9. During Donald Trump's impeachment, House managers showed security footage of Capitol rioters violently attacking police. But here's a little black history lesson for you. Just because there's video evidence doesn't mean you're going to get a conviction. (laughs) It was reported that after Morgan Wallen lost his recording contract when he was caught on video using the N-word, sales for his albums rose over a thousand percent, proving my long-held theory that if NBC would just let me say it, the ratings will go up. The makers of Aunt Jemima products, which have been criticized for using racist imagery, are finally changing the name to Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling is the name of the white lady who owned Aunt Jemima. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) That's a crazy reaction. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.